Welcome to our Reach Next Generation podcast. I am Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they for girls of my age. Today my guest is Milka Prevodanova, who is the country manager at Pinterest for the UK, Ireland, Netherlands and the Nordics. Thanks for joining me today, Milka. Can we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role you have today? First of all, thank you for having me. It's such a, such a pleasure to be here today. Um, so yeah, let me tell you about my career. I, so I'm originally Bulgarian, has the challenging, somewhat challenging name to, to pronounce. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for making the effort to say it correctly. Uh, so I actually, while I was still at university, my first job was I was a receptionist at a, at a corporate, at the corporation. And then from there on, I went to become, um, effectively a personal assistant. Uh, I proceeded to run the private portfolio of investments of the person I was working for. And from there, I went into media. Uh, so I ran a magazine for, for a year. Uh, then I went and did an MBA at, at INSEAD, spending time in France and in Singapore, which completely opened my eyes to the world and possibilities out there. And after that, I joined Microsoft. So I spent 11 years at Microsoft. I oh. lived in Prague, they moved to the UK, but I, I worked in various uh, regions, Central and Eastern Europe, then Western Europe, then the UK, um, and so it was a very varied career, and uh, close to two years ago, I joined Pinterest as, as a country manager for, for the region. Yeah. Well, when you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen more later in life? I didn't know what I wanted to do or be. So I went to a school, I went to a mathematical high school, so I was actually very good in maths. And what I wanted to do after finishing high school is I wanted to continue to study maths and do a PhD uh, in maths. But my uh, my father said to me, that's not really a profession for a woman, okay. which looking, looking looking at things now, it's really it's really interesting to, to look at because, you know, right now we're spending so much effort to encourage girls to go into those kind of studies. So I studied economics. Um, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I think actually throughout my career, I've, I tried different things just to see what am I good at, what am I not good at, and to kind yeah. of understand what gives me energy and what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Well, I know that you went to university, but how important do you think it actually is to go to university? I think it depends on the profession and career. So there's certain professions like being a doctor, you know, being a lawyer that absolutely require a university degree. But I think increasingly, I don't think it's that important. Um, and in fact, you know, when I was at Microsoft, we ran this amazing apprenticeship scheme where uh, and we had young people join the organization and, and do their apprenticeship. And then, you know, some of them continue to be uh, full time employees and they were absolutely brilliant and amazing. And, and so I absolutely don't think that it is as important as it probably was from where I came from, I have to, I have to say, when I was uh, when I was finishing high school. So I I'm, I'm, I really support young people coming into the workforce without a degree. Of course. So obviously we've all been hit by COVID, with things just beginning to feel normal again. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, both personally and professionally? Professionally, this has been the biggest uh, leadership challenge I've had to face. So I joined um, this organization, I joined Pinterest, uh, right in the midst of it. So, and even to this day, two years later, I have yet to meet my team uh, in full. So my team has never come together. And so being, and a lot of them were hired remotely, 
So lots of them started a new job from their living rooms or kitchens. Uh, and that's a really challenging place to be when you're trying to create a sense of belonging and culture and you want to make sure that people feel part of the part of a team. So having to work yeah. on that has been a really top priority for myself and my leadership team over the last two years. Uh, but that has been a challenge. Um, on a personal note, I mean, it's it's been a transition in the sense of how we work effectively and the blend of work and life. Um, well, it was the beginning in particular I found really, really difficult. So I have two young daughters. Um, they're now 10 and 6. And at the beginning, they were both having to do remote learning into different rooms. Uh, we didn't have enough screens. I was doing calls while cooking. So I, I had this like really funny moments of being on a conference call and going like, oh, now I have to cook lunch. So I've got to switch off the, the camera so nobody can see me what uh, what I do. But I do think it has brought us maybe closer to one another in terms of understanding and seeing what what is the environment we live in and like who are the people that matter to us. Like my my whole team knows my children because they always walk into my into my <laughs> meetings when I'm working from home. <laughs> so doing what you do must be very busy and quite stressful sometimes, I guess. But do you have any hobbies that really help you to relax outside of work? I do a lot of things. I mean, I my. When I'm with my children, that's a, that's a, uh, that takes a lot of my time outside work. I'm a, I you know I spend a lot of time with them and doing things that they enjoy, and we do things together. But I also I exercise. I I read a lot. I I spend a lot of time with books. It's a, it's one of my absolute passions, and uh, my team endures me talking about whatever I'm reading at the moment, which is normally something I if I'm if I'm inspired by it. But I also like to try different things. So I always take classes on things that are not very straightforward. So I've taken painting classes, sculpture. I actually just now signed up for a flower arrangement class, which I didn't think I'll be necessarily something I'll be interested in. But and these are type of things that are very different to what I do day to day, and they really help me think about the world differently. Like and in, in to be in a, in, a, in an area that I, compl- I completely I'm not uh, when I do these things, I don't think about work which is very helpful. So we saw that you won the 2021 Winner and Media Leader Award. How did you feel when that was announced? Utter shock. (laughs) It was was a big surprise because to be nominated on its own, it was a win win enough. And I think it was, to me, just being shortlisted was a testament to the work that my whole team has done. But to win it was a complete shock. But genuinely, the the award belongs to my team. So I'm the person who accepts the award, but the work that has been done has been done by my team. There isn't a single thing in my work that I can say, I did this. I've contributed to things and I lead the team. But a a lot of the the reasons why we were, uh, we won or I won was because of the work actually that the team has done. Yeah. So the world is changing so much and super quickly. But what do you think work for women or what do you hope work for women might look like in 10 years time? It's a great question. And actually, I listened to your I listened to your podcast uh, and a couple of episodes ago. Uh, and I don't remember who it was. Somebody said that they don't think that the world is going to change so much. I actually think the world is already changing and, it's, and it will change even more. Mm. Um, and one of the things I'm, I'm observing is. The people I interview today ask very, very profound questions, which I don't think were asked 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, let alone 20 years ago. So I can only imagine what that would do. I think um, the women that I interview now and especially your generation, you know, there's such a such an awareness around equity and equality and values. And so I think that will force leaders across all kinds of areas to just 
think about the leadership style that the organizations we're building because otherwise how are we going to make sure that you know people join our companies of course well you mentioned that you're a mother of two but how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance between taking care of them and working on what you have to do with Pinterest I've adopted the principle of being good enough uh, in everything I do, uh, and, and you know it's never perfect. And that's the thing. I'm never, I'm never a perfect mother. I'm never a perfect professional. But good enough is is exactly that. That's yeah. the other thing. So I kind of always think about how much can I, what what is it that really is required of me to do. And then the second thing is there's this acceptance of the fact that there's always going to be too much to do. I will never be able to do my finish my to do list. I mean, every day I go to bed with a very long to do list that I haven't been able to finish. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. that. Will you know the things that really matter? I make sure I do them. Um, and that really is, is the other. The final thing is you know understanding what what are the things that really really matter. Um, and they're not that many. Uh, so you know my children being there for them that's absolutely a priority. But one of the examples I give is like I'm not the mother who bake uh, the bake sale cake, but I will be the bake sale. So these are the, some of the trade-offs I have to make uh, and be okay with that. Yeah. So. Have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire throughout your career? Oh, I have, I've had many, 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 many. There's so many people that have helped me along the way. And some of them have been formal mentors. Some of them have been uh, people that I've just admired or I've had a great conversation. And sometimes those great conversations come from, um, you know, people I engage with day to day, my my team, my children, my clients, the people I work with, my friends, you know, I'll, I'll hear something and I'll go, I really like that, you know, and I'll, in, I'll incorporate it. But my mentors throughout the, the years have really helped me shape my thinking, my approach to my career, the roles I've taken or the more importantly, the roles I haven't taken. Um, so, yes, mentorship is, has been tremendous and there are lots of people I'm grateful to that have helped me along the way. Of course. So I have to ask. Is there a most favorite or most interesting part of your day when you step into the office? Every day is so different for me right now, and actually that's probably the best part of it. I don't have a day, uh, no two days are alike. So what I what I do, it changes really tremendously. So, you know, one day I can be looking at the business, another day I'm seeing clients, planning events, thinking about strategy. But what I what I enjoy the most and what I spend the most time on is actually thinking about my team and how to... Kind of from a more structural perspective, how to build a team, what skill sets we need, how to develop the team that, that, that we have, how to make sure that everybody really brings their best self um, and have the best time at work. So I spend a lot of time thinking about culture and, you know, team processes and uh, development, etc. And that is the thing I enjoy the most is when I see people progress in their learning and development and and feeling that their their careers are progressing in this team is where I get the most joy from. Yeah. So what tips would you give girls when they start to think about their own careers and their own futures? Keep an open mind uh, because you don't know, you know, the, the career you might choose at the beginning of your career journey might not be the career you're going to end up with. And the reality is, you know, we are working lives are now so long. You can have many careers and you can have many careers at the same time if that's what you choose to do. But being open and, and talking to many different people and exploring many different options, the barriers are now uh, with the technology in the world we live in 
are disappearing and, and some of the opportunities now did not exist when I when I was entering the, the workforce. So that that ability to just dream big and think about what's possible is probably the thing I'll, I'll say that I would encourage um, young girls to think about. Definitely. So finally, I recently read that you reverted to your maiden name. I just wanted to ask, what were some of the reasons and what was some of your inspiration to do that? There's a lot of talk about um, being, being authentic. You know, what does it mean to be authentic? In you know, I in in the company I'm at, in the team I lead, we talk a lot about that. Um, but one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of years is you know how much a name is part of a person, and yeah. you know very often you know that, I mean that's the biggest identifier we have in a sense. Like when you introduce yourself, that's what that's what you say. But sometimes, you know, depending on the culture where people come from, their names are very difficult to pronounce. And so people will shorten them, change them, etc. And so I, one of the things over the last year that I've thought about is, you know, kind of how can I step into my own authenticity of A, being Bulgarian, which is, which is what, what I, what, which is one of the things that define me, but also really own my, my maiden name, uh, because my, my maiden name is, as, as you and I saw at the beginning, it's not easy, to, it's not easy to learn, it's not easy to pronounce. But how can I expect others to be authentic if I'm not authentic myself? And I, with that, I was making a little bit of a, of a statement of names are important and we all have to make the effort to learn them and to pronounce them correctly because that's such a big part of who a person is. Definitely. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Milka. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers. Thank you so much for having me once again. <laughs> well, keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcasts as I talk to many more brilliant women. More information about us is at reachnextgeneration.com. And thanks to our fantastic sponsors, Levi Strauss, Sage PLC, Ideal Standard and Haynes Watts.